This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. You know, anyway, let me not say what I'm saying. Let me start preaching because I promised to finish early today. Now, you know, during the convention time, how many of you were here during the convention? Okay, good, enough, a number of you. Now, during the convention, the Lord laid on my heart a message that I believe is very important. And that message has to do with always looking at the condition by which God accepts us back as his children. The condition by which God accepts us back as his children. Hallelujah. Now, we may not be aware of our true state before we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. You know, sometimes you see a person who has been diagnosed with a certain medical condition. The doctor or the doctors know that this person in six months would be history. But you see, the person may not be aware of the gravity of the situation. There are certain diseases when the doctors tell you you have it, it's almost like you are gone. But most of the time, patients don't understand it. That this, this thing that they said you have, this is actually what it means. And because they don't understand it, they don't do the things they need to do. They don't put in place the things they have to put in place. Because as far as they are concerned, they still have time. And sometimes, it is not that you will not have longer time. But the presence of the disease is going to make you lose certain vital functions. Which makes you unable to do the things you are supposed to, you were supposed to have done at the time you were told that this is what you have. For example, one of the situations that can affect your functioning is even your memory. Your memory, your memory. When your memory is gone, almost everything is gone. Oh, yes. Your legs can be very strong. It can even run 600 meters. 
if there's anything like 600 meters. You, everything, your heart can be fine. But once your memory is gone, many things, when you do them, it will not be accepted as legal. When your mind is not working well. You know, we, last year, we experienced this firsthand with my father-in-law. Who was sick, almost to the point of death. He's alive by the grace of God. But what happened was that as he came out of the hospital, and we were engaging him in conversation, we picked up clearly that his mind, his memory, was a problem. Well, I tell you, it's not a good feeling. Because there were many things that he had to set in order that was yet to be done. And without the functioning of his mind, whatever he would do after would be null and void. Without the function of his mind, whatever he would do after would be null. So it was with a great relief and a great joy. As we saw him recover, not only physically, but recover his memory. Oh, yes. Now, most of us don't know our true state in the eyes of God. Before we met Jesus, and having met Jesus, we still are not very mindful of what it is required of us that we must ensure its continual presence. So today, I want to just quickly mention, without going into details, that before we met Jesus, in the eyes of God, we were children destined for destruction, destined for his anger, destined for his eternal punishment. You say, ah, but how do I know it's not true? Don't worry, don't argue about it. What's the scientific evidence? I have no scientific evidence. Accept it or reject it. Just as when you sleep with a boy without protection, I have no scientific evidence that you can be pregnant. The only evidence I have is after six months when I see you. <laughs> then you discover that scientific or no scientific evidence, things work. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Pastor, why do you like this type of example? Because that's what you can relate with. So why should I talk to you about examples that you can relate with? When there are examples you can relate with. And when I'm talking to you and I'm not talking to angels. Please, give me a break. So listen, the evidence of the word of God tells us that in the eyes of God, we were children destined for destruction. But God in his mercy 
having sent his son Jesus and having organized and destined us for salvation has brought his grace to us. And the condition for that grace to manifest and deliver us from our state is the condition that we have to repent. We have to change our mind. The question you should always ask yourself when you hear in the gospel preaching, repent, is repent of what? You have to repent of something. You have to change your mind about something. About what in relation to God are you to change your mind? About him being God of your life. What was, what is your mind or what was your mind before? Your mind before, without you declaring it openly, has always been you are the God of your life. If you don't believe what I'm saying, see a child born very dependent on the mother. Grow up and fight for independence and continually fight for independence completely. Yeah. You see, when you watch a child at a certain age, they won't let anybody take them from the mother. Even sometimes when the father wants to take them, they refuse. But this same child, when he begins to gain certain abilities and privileges, will not allow you to carry him. It doesn't matter how dangerous the place is, they'll refuse. They want to walk themselves. You see, so that independence, is we are born with it. It develops with time. And it gets worse in its manifestation the older we get. That is why man, a human being, that depends on God, will stand and say there's no God. How can you say there's no God when you are not the originator of your own life? On what basis are you questioning the existence of God when you don't know why your heart works and who tells it never to take a rest? But, but there are men whose breath is in their nostril standing to say there's no God. Because that's how we are. You see, in those people, the independence is manifesting at another level. But by and large, it's present in all of us. So God loving us sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins on condition that he's for everybody but one condition. You have to change your mind about God in your life. Please, the baby can go, they can take the baby. Yeah. Do you get it? Are you with me? I hope you're understanding me.
that change our minds about God in our life. You see, that you get up to go, that you decide what you want to do, does not make you God. And the reason that does not make you God is because you cannot decide on sustaining your own life. You see, as I'm standing here right now, if God decides that today is my last day, there's nothing anybody can do. And please, I don't have to be sick for God to say, go out. Moses was well. I said Moses was well. And he was instructed to go and die. Please look for that scripture for me. I think numbers. He was instructed. He was instructed to go and die. So you see, sometimes you feel that, oh, I'm not sick, I'm well, everything is fine, so I will live long. No, 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 no. You see, God doesn't need sickness to stop you from existing. That's what I want to tell you. So, you see, he's God, and therefore, we, those who have changed our minds and have accepted his being God, must have evidence of that change of mind in our life. Oh yes. Is, is it Teko or Tepiso? Teko, yeah. Is that evidence present in him? That should be, you see, stop marking register. That oh yeah, you know, Bishop even asked me to join the choir and I joined it. So therefore, God must be happy with me. want you to join the choir. God didn't ask me to ask you to join the choir. In fact, if I were to go and talk to God about you joining the choir, God would say, like he said to Samuel, no, I've rejected him. Oh yes, I'm telling you. A lot of the things we do as pastors, do you get it? And as church leaders, if we were to really ask God's opinion about it, he would tell us that, no, not this one. The prophet Samuel went to choose a replacement for Saul. And when he saw David's older brother, Eliab, he looked like Saul, thick and tall, with muscles, handsome. And he said, wow, surely, the Lord's anointed is before us. And the Lord said, You are seeing something different from what I'm seeing. You are looking elsewhere from what, where I'm looking. I'm looking at the guy's heart. And this heart, I don't want it. Are you with me? So, the presence of certain things as markers. You see, the presence of certain things as markers in your life must be those things that God 
considers, yes, this is a heart that is repented towards me. This is a person whose will has decided to say that I am as accepted my Godship, if there's a word like that, over his life. And it's not a context. It's not a context of today you are God, tomorrow is also my... It's, it's not a four-year term or a three-day term that you'll be God for three days and I'll also be... We'll, do, we'll run an election and depending on who wins, the next person is God. No. So listen. When Jesus came into this world, God himself coming into this world as man. His message, his preaching to the people in Mark chapter 1 verse 15 was that the people and therefore to us we must repent and believe the good news. You see, you have to change your mind about who is God in your life. For you to now find useful the way God has chosen for you to return to him as your God. Let me say it again. Here, Jesus said that the kingdom of God, the rulership of God, is at hand. First, repent. And then believe the gospel. The gospel is God has sent his son Jesus to come and die instead of you dying for your sins. That's that's the gospel. The gospel is that what kept you away from God and your inability to return to God has been solved in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, this solution becomes useful to you or will be useful to you if only you want to return to God. You see, if I'm staying on the other side of the river and I don't want to go to the other side across the river, a bridge made by you is of no use to me. The only time I will need a bridge and therefore the only time when the presence of a bridge across the river will be good news to me is if I want to cross the river to the other side. Are you understanding? You see, this is what I'm sharing with you. I'm sharing with you the, the message that Jesus came to preach. Mark 1.15 He went around and he started praying. He said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. If you, if you don't repent, you will not even need to believe the gospel. 
It is, you see, you, you have left God. You are your own God. You have parted ways. Now Jesus has come to come and make up what you could never have made up because God in his law has said that the soul that sinneth shall die. The wages of sin is death. He said it clear. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Now, this is very essential because it is everything. And if you don't get it and you don't have it running all the time in you, whatever you do will be useless. And you, you see, without understanding this, you'll be fighting God over what you shouldn't fight God over. Like many of us, we want to marry so much and yet we want to maintain our independence and our freedom. Hello? Should I say something about this? Listen. When you decide to marry, you have made a decision to give up your freedom and your independence. So please, don't marry and start fighting for your freedom and independence. You look like a madman or a madwoman. So those of you with a strong desire to marry. Marriage is giving up your independence and your freedom in order to have a companion. And you are the one who tells me, even though it's not a Bible verse, that you can't eat your cake and have the cake. Hello, hello. You see, those who understand it live happily ever after. Those who don't understand it keep on fighting for independence that they have given up. Are you with me? So I hope you understand this. That you see, when you repent, you give up your independence of being God yourself. And you see, that should come at a time when you have understood that being my own God has not been helpful. You see, that is what the prodigal son understood by the experiences of life. That it is nice to be independent, but it is not beneficial. Because being independent leaves you alone with the forces of darkness 
that are stronger than he. So, what, what am I driving at today? Today, I'm driving at the fact that if we truly say we are born again, how many here are born again? You can say truly you are born again. Give me, give me a wave, give me a wave. Okay, good. How many are not sure of what it means to be born again? Give me a wave. We are not sure. Okay, how many don't want to mind me? Okay. So, listen. If you are born again, then for, for your being born again to be true, you, have, you should have renowned You should have renounced your independence or you being your own God and accepted without a bat, without any condition that God is your God. That's the first, first step. That makes Jesus a necessity for you because Jesus is the bridge by which you can go back to God again. And therefore, when you prayed, Jesus come into my heart, and you receive him, you are not receiving him as your savior only, but you are receiving him as your Lord. Now, there must be evidence of this, this declaration you have made which John the Baptist called the fruit of repentance. The fruit of repentance. In Matthew 3, verse 18, he said, bring ye fruit, meat for repentance. In other words, fruit that is appropriate for repentance. Matthew 3, 18. They get it. Bring ye fruit, meat. Meat, in other words, not, not meat as in M E A T, but meat as in M E E T. See, this shows that English is not my language. My children will always say, oh, Daddy, that's not how to pronounce it. I said, Shut up. I've paid money for you to learn pronunciation. You're not coming to tell me. I was like, Shut up, then keep on moving. If I was using my money to just be happy with myself and being a drunkard, you wouldn't even be going to school to come and tell me the difference between how to pronounce things. I don't tell them that, but I just, I just laugh with them. He said, bring food, therefore, bring, therefore, food, meat for repentance. Now, now, what I won't tell you today is that the fruit that re reflects that you have repented is the fruit of love. Is the fruit of love. I said, is the fruit of love. What did I say? You see, most of us have been corrupted in our, the files that link to love is corrupted in our mind that we think love is sex. 
Love has nothing to do with sex. Please get it out of your mind. I said, get it out of your mind. Love has nothing to do with sex. What did I say? Wash it, wash it, wash it. The word love has nothing to do with sex. Animals don't have love for each other, yet they do have sex. Are you with me? Love has anything. You see, love is God, and God is love. The Bible says, for love is of God. So, the evidence, listen carefully, the evidence of your repentance, the evidence that you have changed your mind about who is the God of your life is the presence of love in your life. And I don't think most of us have thought about it and constantly evaluating how much is there the manifestation of love in our life. Most of us don't care whether we are loving or not. Oh, me, I'm a born again person. Listen, the sign and the mark that you are truly born again is the presence of love in you. The presence of and just in case, you see, you said love is not sex, so what is it? Your homework. I said your homework is First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 to 7. If you can't buy a full Bible and you can just buy that portion, it's enough. Because some of you, everything I say, you know, Bishop, I don't have money. I can't afford. Listen, just find somebody who will sell you just a portion of the Bible. This portion. This Bible, this translation says, love is large. Incredibly, incredibly. I mean, beyond imagination. Beyond imagination. Some, when they say something is incredible, it's like, it's unbelievable. I hope that's the meaning of incredible. I, thought, I think so. If it's not, I, I make it so. You see, love is large and incredibly patient. You see, if, if we just manifested this portion, there will be nobody you will quarrel with. As the nearest person sitting by you, how about how about this? As the nearest person, saying, how about how about this? How about this? Just, just tell the person, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it. I'm saying, how about this? You see, so what it is is that what it is is that I'm showing you the things that we should be focusing to be present in our life as authenticating our confession. Don't believe that your coming to church authenticates your Christianity. Don't believe that you're having a pastor whose name is whose name you don't even know. Most of you don't know your pastor's name. True or false? It's pastor something. 
But the guy can preach. That, that's all. When they ask you, what's your pastor's name? I've forgotten the name is Pastor something. But I tell you, he can preach. Ah, look. Do you get it? Having a pastor whose name you don't even know does not authenticate your confession that you are born again. What authenticates your being born again is the increasing manifestation of love in your life. You see, it's a testimony that your God is ruling in your life. That you are no longer ruling because what is present is a reflection of who is in charge. If I put some nice fragrance or whatever it is here, a ball of nice perfume, whatever it is, with time, you begin to feel that there's something in the atmosphere or there's something present in a location in this room that is changing the fragrance, the smell of the, the room. And if I bring other things also, they also take charge. And you know that there's something here that is making this atmosphere not so nice. You know what I'm talking about? Let me not give too many examples. So listen, love, and I'm saying that in case before you start asking me questions, I've given you homework. Go and read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Don't read the whole Bible. Just 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7. It will tell you what love is. Then you can know yourself whether you are having more of it or you are having none of it. So that you don't deceive yourself and say that I have repented when you have not. Because the repentance is not now changing from wearing short skirts to to, to, uh, 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 humility skirt. You say, oh no, I've changed. Since I got born again, now I don't wear those quarter, quarter tops. I wear full top. But you wear full top and you drop, you reduce the top by dropping the top. Let me not start. Let, let's, let's, listen, I'm preaching serious message. Don't, don't, don't bring yourself. So the Bible tells us love is large, incredibly patient. Large and love is gentle. And not once in a while kindness, consistently kind, not to its preferences, but to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflates its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Why did he call me for everybody to see me in the church and then he didn't even know my name. Somebody told him my name and then he mentioned it too. 
And, and you see, the sad thing is that she will not be angry with me. She'll be angry with the one who gave the name. You, you told him my name. And you caused him to mention it in the church. Now everybody knows me that I'm a pretender. Because, because he said I was pretending. I'll come to the choir again. Who? Why? Why is it that when he was preaching, he was always coming to where I am? I mean, if you want to talk to me, talk to me. Listen, listen. Some of these examples that we give, this, I think my time is up. Is the clock 30 minutes fast? Okay, but I think I should be, I should be finishing. You see, some of the things we say in church, or the examples I give, they are real examples. You know, a person came to me with a marital problem that I have spoken to them several times, but they have decided to do what they want. So I explained to him that you are bad-mouthing if it's a good English. You are speaking evil. Bad-mouthing is South African English. The English English is you are speaking evil. Because bad-mouthing where is that one from? <laughs> I tell you. Do you get it? But the person said, the person was speaking to me like the wife is the most, it's almost like the wife is the devil that he has mistakenly married. So I was explaining to him that it cannot be true that there's somebody else who will marry your wife and all these problems that are there will never be there. He said, no, Bishop, it's not possible. It's not possible. I said, I said you know what? Let's not argue. Let's leave it at whatever you think. Now I hear he says he's left the church and that I said somebody else could have married his wife. No, I'm telling you, it's not easily irritated or quick to take offense. The person says, I've left the church. Obviously, this person has not loved because I didn't say anything that should even make you offended. I was what I was explaining to you is that there is a way to handle everybody. You see, as I stand here today, today, not yesterday, today, you see, I come across as an A1 husband. I come across, some of you see me and say, Aish, I wish somebody, somebody, in fact, a wife, ask another wife, that where are people like Bishop Meet so that we could have gotten some for ourselves? And you see, you see, basically, basically, what I have come to understand is that everybody is like what we call in medicine a gem cell. A, is, it, is it gem? It's gem cell. A gem cell 
is a cell that can become any, any of the body tissues. Any of the body tissues. It's a cell that is not differentiated. In other words, it's a cell that is not committed to one line. You see, you see, you have muscles, you have bones. All of them came from one cell. Your father brought half of the, the makeup of a cell and your mother brought half. And they made it one. That one cell is actually you. Your eyebrow, it, all of them came from that one cell. Now, in the body, there's a small portion that is left. I don't know why it is left. But normally, it is in the ovaries. Those cells have the capacity to become anything in the body. They can change, they can develop into a bone, they can develop into a teeth, they can develop anything, anything. They are called gem cells. Now, that is how a human being is like. Or a person is like. What comes out of, what you get out of a person depends on you. Let me say, everybody has an evil and a good. What you get out of the person in simple classification of good and evil depends on you. Yeah. So I was explaining to the person that, you see, the person you have married it's not only evil that you are telling me. There is a good in here, in her. And that you lack the ability to bring that good in her. Accept it. Even if you don't accept it, it is true. The fact that she's yielding to you something unpleasant is because you brought out the unpleasant aspect of the person. Please. Why should you be offended? But you see, when you don't have love, truth even offends you. I said truth offends you. Because you are, you are quick to be offended. Amen? Yeah. So, listen. What I'm saying to you as going forward today, are you with me? To assess your state of repentance by asking yourself how much of love is manifesting in me. Because you have the fruit that there's a changeover of who is the God of your The evidence is love, 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 love. Period. Oh, pastor, I give very good offering. Shut up. God has not asked you for offering. Your offering is useless without the evidence that God is the God of And in closing, 
One thing I want you to know, and I want to advise you to give yourself to exercise in, is to love people. I said, is to love people. And their well-being must be your concern. I said, their well-being must be your concern. To love people and their well-being must be your concern. It doesn't have to be well with you to be able to love people. Because when Jesus prayed the greatest of prayers, at that time, it was not well with He prayed for them and said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. He didn't pray for them at the top of his ministry. He prayed for them at the lowest point of his walk on earth. When he was dying on the cross. I said, when he was dying on the cross, love was still prevalent in his heart. That even in his pain, he prayed to God, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Make it your aim. Set it as your goal this year. That Lord, let my life month by month reflect increasing level of loving people. And never say that because I have issues, I can't love. Because your savior, my savior, loved even at his lowest point. And how can you love people? How can you love? Bishop, I don't have money to give them. Bishop, some of their problems, I can't solve it. Listen, the best thing you can do to any life is to seek the well-being of their soul. To seek the well-being of their soul, which does not need you to have money. It needs you to have the spirit of Jesus. By the spirit of Jesus, you will tell them about Jesus. Peter and John 
as they were going to the temple, said, silver and gold we don't have, but we have Jesus. We have Jesus. I said, we have Jesus. I said, we have Jesus. Love people by giving them Jesus. Make it your heart cry. That Lord, every day as you get out of your house, make it your heart cry. The Lord, let me give you to somebody today. Lord, prepare somebody to receive you from me today and order my steps to meet that person and to give them Jesus. I don't have anything. You are here. What you need, you think is silver. But unfortunately, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But I have Jesus. Many people will come to you wanting you, my ladies and my brothers. Many will come to you wanting you. Give them Jesus and tell them that Jesus is better than you. Is there anybody here in the church that wants to love? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You can love somebody by giving what God gave to the world when he loved the world. The day you become a giver of Jesus is the day that you can stand and say that God is truly the God of my life. I'm no longer the God of myself. And I can tell you this. Whatever your problems are, whatever your needs are, God himself would take care of it for your life. Let's rise to our feet. My apology for going a little bit beyond the time I would have wished to close. I know many of you have been complaining about the time. Even though I apologize and say, accept it for today. I also want to tell you that it's time well spent. It's time well spent. I said, I also want to tell you that it's time well spent. 
And I can't tell you half of the story when I have a full story to tell you. And you came here for that. I must give you what you came here for. Amen. Lift up your voice and and pray. Mm. Lift up your voice and, and speak to the Lord. Lord, help me. Make me a lover of people. Make me a lover of your people. I have nothing to wish you and to give you but to give you Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you for clearly showing us where we ought to focus. Thank you that because of the deceiver, you have shown us where we need to focus. Evaluate how much we love. As evidence that God is in charge of our lives. Thank you, Lord, that we will not use wrong parameters to assess ourselves. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want God as my God. And I need Jesus to go to God for him to be my God. Because of my sins, I cannot approach God. Because God heareth not sinners. But through Jesus, my sins as obstacles will be moved away. And I would have access to God. Therefore, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you. Lift it up high. I want to see your hand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to see your right hand. I'm not going to call you forward because time is spent. I'll come and I'll pray for you later. But I just need to see the hand so that I can pray the prayer. Lift it up high. Okay, I see a few hands that are lifted up. Let us pray this prayer together. And all of us, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I receive Jesus Christ as your son who came to die for my sins and I changed my mind about who is God in my life you are the only true God and therefore I totally surrender to you as my God by your instructions I will live this life and your commandments I will obey Jesus Christ my savior I receive you as my Lord. Through your blood, I receive forgiveness of my sins. And I receive cleansing of the guilt of sin. I can now confidently go to my Father because of your blood. I'm thankful. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit that I may walk this earth in your power 
and in your strength to be an obedient child of God and do the will of God for my life thank you father in Jesus name father I bless your people with the blessing of heaven keep them safe deliver them from evil in Jesus name we pray and for the rest of the congregation Lord I pray the outpouring of your Holy Spirit on our lives in a special way this is what we desire fill us with your spirit for it is the power over sin and it's the power that would do would cause us to do your will we desire to do your will as a testimony that you are God in our lives in Jesus name we pray amen good we want to take our communion and now we are going to pray for ourselves the communion is a reminder of the great work of Jesus Christ on the cross it is to be partaken or it is to be enjoyed by people who have faith in Jesus Christ and I believe all of us gathered here have faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior and all of us have need of God to be God in our lives therefore as we partake of this bread his body that was broken by the stripes as he received them on our behalf for every torn aspect of his body brings healing to your body by his stripes we are healed receive your physical healing in your body right now in Jesus name the body of Jesus Christ The cup of wine is representative by faith of his blood that flowed on Calvary. May this blood which washed away our sins and cleansed our conscience of the guilt of sin. May this blood always speak on your behalf. May the blood bear testimony that Jesus paid it all. May the blood always set to remind God who you are and to remind you yourself who you are and to whom you belong. The blood that caused you to have boldness to come before the throne of God, may it never lose its power. But as you apply it every day over your life, you shall be protected the blood of Jesus may we receive our blessings from our father our pastor our prophet our teacher our evangelist lift your hands for your blessing may the Lord make his face to shine on you and give you peace May the Lord answer your secret prayers and remember you. May the Lord fight for you and give you the upper hand in every crisis of your life and your ministry. Let victory come towards you now. I say let victory come towards you now.
May the Lord give you victory and good news. In every stalemate, receive good news. The upper hand, the victory is yours in Jesus' name. Now place your hand on your belly. Father, let every curse and sickness, every developing disease, every slow developing disease, slow growing disease, every fast disease, every metabolic disease, every chemical imbalance, every curse, every malady be cured. I pray for it. I ask for it. Lord, because you said when we pray, you will answer and you will heal, you will deliver. So I pray for healing for those online, those watching, who are part of this service. Let healing come to you wherever you are. Receive God's miracle power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father, for long life the number of our days we shall fulfill. We shall not hear of funerals and of deaths and of sudden deaths but your protection is over our lives. We ask for it in the name of Jesus. Now lift your hand against Lord earthquakes sudden terrors in the world. We pray sudden disasters terrorism, bombs floods tsunamis and all other forms of wickedness that cause a lot of people to die at the same time and on the same day in the name of jesus christ we block them and we command divine escapes divine escapes divine escapes grant us exemption grant us escape i pray for it and i ask for it lord let our ears hear good news and hear good things. We pray for it and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.